Jeremiah Smith, DJ Lagway, Jamari Howard, and so many more are going to be on campus for the Florida Gators this weekend. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining me now for Locked On Gators is Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider. And Brian, I don't know if you know this, but it's a kind of big weekend for recruiting this week. <laughs> and so just, just a, a little bit of a big deal. And obviously for Florida, the headliner here, Jeremiah Smith is coming to campus on his official visit with DJ Lagway also being there. What does Florida have to do in order to make just just progress with Jeremiah Smith this weekend? He has to believe that they're going to throw the ball and do so successfully, and he's not going to get, like, triple teamed. Who else am I going to play with? Why is DJ coming here? He wants to learn the whole background. Because, obviously, right now, you talk to any Florida fan that's truly in the know, the passing game is not the first thing they want to talk about based on what's probably going to happen this season. So the other side of that is they can be the ones that kind of help turn that around. I questioned, like, when I saw him first set up his official to Florida, I said to myself, why is he visiting there? And then I saw that he was coming the same weekend as DJ. I'm like, I bet DJ's been talking to him. I mean, he's a great football prospect. Anybody who hasn't watched DJ's film needs to. He's he's a dude. But they got to they gotta figure it out holistically. That is my opinion because, like, Ohio State, you can't double it just any one guy because they got so many – and then, you, you know, you put one guy on Jeremiah, I can tell you from personal experience of watching him, that doesn't end well. So my, my guess is they're going to try to sell the overall package of what they're going to do. And that's a big ask because it's probably going to be a struggle this year on the field. So Florida's got a big task ahead of them. But DJ's the one on campus with it. So they're going to take their swing first and uh, kind of see what happens. Yeah, I think I, – I don't know what works against Florida more in terms of the Jeremiah Smith recruitment if it's – what Florida's put on the field in the passing game last year and what they look like they're going to do this year, if that's going to hurt more or if it's going to hurt more that your competition is the best wide receiver coach on the planet and a a proven, consistent, great passing attack. So not sure which one sucks more, but um, they both do if, if you're a Florida Gators fan. Yeah, it's, it's tough, man, because I mean, if you're a wide receiver, I get why you go to Ohio State. And Jeremiah and I have talked about it. He's like, this was like the long-term plan, like the best option for me to get to the NFL. And that was the end of the conversation. It's hard to argue with what Ohio State's done. So it is yeah. it is a big task, but you can't win unless you get him to officially visit. And that is exactly what Napier and the Gators are doing this weekend. Yeah, Florida's got the first official visit too. And like, is, is that something that we should look at with significance or should we look at it more as like, well, he lives in Florida. It's closer than Columbus. So so that's why that one happened. Well, he actually went to UGA in May, which was kind of bizarre, but whatever. Um, I don't think it really matters with him. He's a different kid. Uh, he's extremely mature. The when he visits is different than him, especially for South Florida kids. He's way different than most South Florida kids. I don't think it matters. He's going to collect all data and make a consensus based on everything. That's not how Florida kids usually do it. 
Florida kids make emotional decisions that they often regret with recruiting. That's why they transfer so much. I don't think Jeremiah will do that. Whatever school he signs with, I expect him to finish with. That being stated, Florida, Florida State, Miami, Penn State, he's got a visit set up with, Ohio State. He's got a lot of great options. I just don't know besides, like, how am I getting the ball and who else is in the offense? The, uh, like how are these teams going to compete with the, what like Ohio State's receiver room is the question I'm not sure anyone has an answer for. So can Florida or somebody get by that? That that's that's the thing. So hopefully the first visit helps them and they like set the standard just because how well he's treated the academics and the facility. I mean, Florida facilities, you know, it's SEC football. It shouldn't have really that much bearing. He's going to see great things, but again, Ohio State's facilities are ridiculous. So that's part of the equation too. So it's fair as a Florida fan to go good for the official visit timing of the signif- of the official visit, not super significant. Not fair really. There not we go. Really. And with Jeremiah Smith, I mean, he committed to Ohio state, what six months ago now it was December when he committed to Ohio state, when he committed there, Florida was pursuing him, but different receiver coach with Kerry Colbert, who's now with the Denver Broncos. So he's gone. Do you, think that has any impact on Jeremiah Smith's recruitment that, Hey, now we've got Billy Gonzalez who he's gotten guys to the league. He's, he's done that pretty consistently, but you know, we were talking off air. He did that with urban Meyer and recruiting has not been his strong suit throughout his career. So do you think that's impacted it at all? That it's now Billy Gonzalez as opposed to Kerry Colbert. Well, at least Billy's got the kid on campus. So he's done something. Right. <laughs> that's the first, I mean, that's reality. When the last coach was there, he committed to another school. The way I look at it, it's, it's an upgrade. <laughs> so, I mean, as far as Jeremiah goes, I mean, I didn't hear Florida mentioned with him one time. So at that, at that, you know, point, I would say that Billy's done pretty good. I'm guessing that the development thing, cause that, that's something Jeremiah mentioned to me. Like, oh, why'd, I'd pick, like, why'd you pick Ohio state? He said, it's like the best process, you know, it's not verbatim, but like to get to the NFL, I thought was Ohio State, and that was the move, and that was it. I mean, kaput. Billy, as you noted, has put guys in the league. Now that, again, the connection with Lagway and like who's in the receiver room is, is the wild card. He doesn't know, I don't know, et cetera. Like how those guys perform this year, if they are terrible on the field at receiver this year, I guarantee you he will not sign them. I guarantee it. That Somebody's got to step up and be a guy. Jeremiah is making an NFL decision period. So that's why it's so hard to make a move on Ohio state. But I mean, as you noted, they've done good in the past. So now who gets them the ball? That's the other thing. I'm not, I'm not betting on that part either, but uh, they're ahead of where they were. And it's a slow chipping away kind of thing that is often talked about with Billy and his staff. They're getting the kid on campus and the receiver coaches knew that's got him on campus. That's a trend in the right direction. That's all you can do at this point. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And I love them. Just let you know that. I love FanDuel more than some family. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win, which it will, trust me, beginner's luck is a thing in betting. I just, that's something I will die on. Whether you want to bet money line, whether you want to bet the Nuggets to win the finals or the Heat to win the finals, 
you can do all that. And again, you get up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. And flipping to the defensive side of the ball, but also still key in the passing game. Uh, Jamari Howard, I mean, we spoke about him after he decommitted from Michigan State. Do you have anything new on his recruitment, or is he one of those players where it's like, yeah, it's difficult to read because why wouldn't he be? Well, he he's a South Florida kid, more typical of a South Florida kid. I knew early February it wasn't going to be Michigan State, and I know he's visiting there, but barring something unforeseen, he ain't going to end up there. I expect him to end up at one of the big three in the state of Florida, maybe Georgia or Ohio State or somebody gets him, but he's a kid you have to recruit until signing day. Timing of the visit really isn't going to matter. You got to recruit him until signing day, period. Um, he just transferred to Miami Central, which is another interesting aspect. That's a program that is as good as any in the United States. Florida doesn't have a lot of success there historically. So him being there and taking a vis- official visit to UF is going to be a good thing for Billy and his staff. I also think that his he could be a kid that commits in the summer. Wouldn't be shocked if it was Florida. Florida State is like the other school that's trending with him. But Jamari is an emotional kid that's going to just kind of let it rip and go with his gut. I have no idea which school it will be that he's going to commit to. If anybody like asked me that, I'm going to tell him the same thing. I have no idea. Good kid, but he's he's not. He's not worried about it. Like it's no sweat off his back. He's very confident in himself. He may take some time to make a final decision, and I honestly think it'll be more National Signing Day, regardless of his commitment status. I know fans hate hearing that, but it's welcome to 2023 recruiting. Yeah, and with Jamari, I know you mentioned he's now at Miami Central, where Florida typically doesn't have success recruiting these kids. Do you think that then, I mean, not gives Florida an advantage, but kind of negates the disadvantage of him being a Miami Central kid that it's like, hey, well, we've had a little bit of a rapport with you going on. Like we've been recruiting you even before you were there. So does that help that at all or or still not great? I I just think that the recruitment is so far along that it won't make any difference. It's probably going to help with the school overall. Like if he committed to Florida, I mean, he talks to the guys that he plays with every day. He's at school with them. So I would imagine that Jamari is a kid that would help you know he's respected like he's a dude he's a long and athletic corner i've seen him play several times he can play for anybody like he can go play at georgia he, he is an athlete and he has he has the profile that you just can't teach with all the size so that's why his offer list is also ridiculous and uh if he commits to florida man that opens the pipeline there's there's nothing quite like the miami publicly that is a very niche group and it's almost impossible to explain but those kids they all know each other they all compete against each other but they respect what each other does so it would help florida if they got a kid that was signing from miami central absolutely and we've talked about florida needing to add to the corner room i feel like we've talked about that every single time you've been here is jamari someone that can step in and kind of contribute from day one whether that's you know starter or just rotational player Day one in the SEC is rough, but if he started by the end of his freshman year, it would not surprise me. Again, his wingspan's ridiculous. He's over 6'1", and he has the ability to change direction, unlike most kids his size. He can play cover one. He can play cover three. You could move him around. He's big enough that he's going to be able to go against guys that are boundary. You can play him at different spots. I mean, he's 
all the above. At, at worst, he's going to compete to play his freshman year. He just needs to add weight. Uh, he's a typical Florida kid in that regard. He just needs to add some more muscle mass. If he gains 10, 12 more pounds, gets up to, say, 180, 185, he'll be fine. And that's, you know, that's over a year away before he would play a college game. So that's no big deal. He could absolutely play early. Yeah, and when you're looking at someone like Jamari Howard, and I know that we're going to talk about this incessantly with Corey Raymond, you look at a recruit like Jamari, and it's like, okay, well, he's got the height, the length, the, the athletic traits that you can't teach. Do you think the main selling point from Florida is, okay, Jamari, like you're, you're a great athlete, you have the intangibles. Now imagine what you can do with one of the best just secondary developers in the country. If you're not selling that, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he's, I don't, I don't know the number, but he's had multiple first round picks when he was at LSU. Of course you sell that. Um, you got to be careful not to be bragging about it. But I mean, at the same time, I'm sure you want to play in the NFL. Well, here's what I've done. This guy was somewhere to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, Greedy Williams and different guys they've had. Why not? You absolutely got to sell what you have, man. You got to promote yourself. This this game is not friendly. It's not like your competition's talking you up. Got to do it yourself. So Corey is a really good recruiter anyway, and he's a likable guy for those of us who have been around him. He's a very likable guy. This shouldn't be a hard sell. So And they need corners. Name something that's a disadvantage for them, really, in this recruitment. I mean, they've got as good a shot as anybody. And they're getting the first opportunity to, to really change the, the scene in the program. I think with this recruiting class, this is the kind of kid you can do that with. They need some studs on defense in this class. Some bona fide, I could have went to Georgia, Ohio State kind of guys. UF needs that. Jamari could be one of them. Yeah, and Florida has a lot of their own commits coming to campus this weekend. I mean, obviously, you got DJ Lagway, you have Xavier Filsame, you have Adarius Hayes, you have uh, Isaiah Williams is going to be there. And I think that's it for the commits that are taking officials this weekend, at least. What is the importance of these visits for players who are already committed to Florida in terms of both them recruiting other players, like we talk about with DJ Lagway and Jeremiah Smith, but also Florida trying to bring these kids in and, and lock them down even further, even though they're already commits. I feel like, you know, you said it, it's 2023. These things are going to go down to the national signing day, regardless of commitment status. Let's take this from a two-step approach. Number one, like there's another kid, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but a safety out of Texas, the greater Dallas area, Xavier Phyllis Me. Um, he's committed to Florida for a long time. That's the kind of kid, I, if I'm Billy, you're glad you got him, but he's a Dallas area kid. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M aren't going to stop, and he's really good. So you want to get the out-of-state kids on campus as often as you can, and especially around DJ, who another, another Texas kid, that's important. So you want to get those guys on. Darius Hayes, you mentioned him. He's a kid I know well. Great kid. Great kid. He's not going to stop getting phone calls from Miami or Alabama or Georgia, or Notre Dame, or whatever, he's going to get those phone calls. So you want to get him on campus as often as you can. And then the other part, like with Jeremiah and some of the other kids that they're trying to get, we'll talk about a few more here, here in a minute, you must find a way to get them to bond with those guys. Finding the like personalities, finding the combinations, hey, if we play together, this is what we can do. Those are some of the cultural things that recruiting visits – 
bring about that maybe aren't talked about enough. If it, I could, if you can't get along with a Darius Hayes, there's probably something wrong with he's he's just a great guy to be around. So you want him around Jeremiah Smith, of course you do. Of course you want a guy like Jordan Ross, who's from Alabama, getting kids out of Birmingham away from Nick Saban and Auburn and Georgia is not easy, but they're bringing him in. Of course you want him around a Darius Hayes. Those are the kinds of things that these wins, they can matter, especially when you're the underdog. You need an advantage from some of the kids you have committed. And again, it goes back to Lagway. He's a kid that's going to the Elite 11. He's a kid that's talked about nationally. And you also have Jeremiah on campus. It's cool for the other kids to see, hey, Florida's trending in the right direction. So all of that blends together. When you get that right combination, man, you can get some commitments even early that you may not even thought you were going to get the player. It, it can happen. Yeah, and, I mean, you mentioned the out-of-state kids, specifically the Texas kids uh, like Xavier and DJ, and it was like, well, they're cultural fit. Florida has – and we, we kind of touched about this last week with David Stone a little bit where they was like, oh, well, we have, you have two Oklahoma kids, so maybe that helps. Florida has eight kids from Texas on roster right now. That's pretty good. Yeah. Does, is that a big selling point where it's like, okay, not only have we gotten kids from Texas – one of our best players is from Texas and Prince Lumon McAllen. We got Caleb Douglas is going to be a starting receiver on this team. Probably is that big in getting these other Texas kids that are, I mean, already committed, but to further entrench themselves with the Florida Gators. Well, I, I mean, there's a couple of ways you can look at it. Um, you want to first, again, you, you've got to entrench the kids that are committed, but if you've got eight guys on campus, you can say, Hey, look, this kid, this kid, and this kid have all not just come here, but they've stuck it out. Florida's a great place to be. It can be for a kid from California, a kid from Baltimore, whatever. We want to be a national brand. Florida's expanded the recruiting. Like when Spurrier was at UF, they didn't recruit much outside of the Mississippi I-10 area down to Gainesville and into the South Florida. That was it. But it's such a concentrated area, they didn't really have to. They've expanded more now. There was more Dallas. Like, he didn't recruit Texas, hardly at all. Um, obviously, Urban recruited Nashville. He recruited New Jersey. He'd recruit Ohio, wherever. And it's kind of stuck that way. Billy has the con connections in Louisiana and Texas because he was a University of Louisiana coach. So you have to recruit where you were at, and you got to know your contacts. And I think that the Texas kids will be a big part of this because that state is so freaking loaded. And a lot of the kids are polished. They're, they're so well coached there. They need to recruit that state to like speed up the process. I can't see them not being over 10 very quickly with Texas players. I, I just think it's an easy fit, especially like the Dallas area kids. They'll fit in well with the, just the university overall and the student body. So it's a great idea. Yeah. And I mean, on, on the flip side of having all these commits on campus, one name not on campus that's committed Chauncey Bowens, who we spoke about briefly last week and earlier I asked about the significance of the first visit for a couple of guys. You do not have Chauncey Bowens' first visit. Not not going anywhere this weekend, but next weekend he's got Georgia, which is, I mean, nightmarishly the school that you named last week when you were like, hey, if he doesn't go to Florida, I think he's going here. Um, how concerned should Florida Gators fans be that the player who – from the public perception-wise, seems like the shakiest commit you have in the class is taking his first visit with your rival. Let's go with horrified. <laughs> I 
I mean, I, everybody I've asked thinks he's going to go to Georgia. I mean, that's as simple as it gets. I don't know him personally. I've met him. But, I mean, people around him I've asked, uh, they say Georgia. So, unless Florida figures something out, uh, maybe it's because of the seasoning, you know, like where Jordan's go, Georgia's going. I don't, I don't know. Their staff does as good a job of recruiting kids as anybody, though, just from knowing some of the coaches on there. They love recruiting. Florida has to match that energy. And quite frankly, I think it's going to have something to do with how this season plays out. If Georgia goes and beats Florida 38 to 10 this year, which they could, that's going to hurt Florida. I, I just I don't like where this is trending for Chauncey. Something's got to change, or I think he's going to end up in Athens. Well, I'm glad we ended on a good note. Thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> this is Brian Smith. Recruiting. Hey, you know, I appreciate it. Lockdown's recruiting analyst. Catch him all throughout the Lockdown College channel and on Lockdown Gators twice this week. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow again with Brian Smith to talk more Florida Gators recruiting for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.